Politics and uh, the economy have merged into one. Economics and politics, really little uh, hard to separate at the moment. We're joined now by economist Tandi Pai, uh, who's written uh, extensively about uh, the response to COVID-19, both during the crisis and what happens when it's all over. Tandi, always a pleasure to talk to you. Good morning. Thank you for your time. Good morning, Ali, and good morning to your listeners. Now, you've written quite forcefully about uh, the economy, the formal economy, the informal economy. Uh, but just before we get into that, right now, we really are in a war against this thing, are we not? We are definitely in a war. I mean, I think, you know, some people call it this invisible war. But I think at, uh, at um, it's best it's this idea that, you know, we've all said everybody must be engaged. We are feeling like we are under attack and we're trying to use our best responses. And I think in some ways, if you think about it, if uh, people were in war, <clears throat> uh, you know, many people would be staying at home, you know, basically uh, others going into bankers. So basically very few people in the streets because there is such a war. But I think in a certain way, though, unlike a normal um, war economy, you would find that where you find every person is engaged, whether to be a health worker, to go and manufacture food, make sure that, you know, uh, we've got arms and all of that. Many people have been asked to stay at home, and that's the, the, what has um, these big deleterious effects. We've seen uh, a number of businesses, uh, they would argue, showing some agility by repurposing plants, factories, um, now manufacturing uh, personal protective equipment, ventilators, some others. Uh, isn't there an argument, though, to be made that companies perhaps should focus more on what they know and what they do best? Look, I mean, I think that seems to be an argument that um, was quite useful at some point, but clearly um, businesses, and I think many people have known this, that, you know, businesses have to be agile, businesses have to adapt to changes uh, in economies, and that actually, whereas we thought that we were forming an economy um, that was just built on being competitive, so what you know best, actually, you know, you have to focus in terms of what the risks will be, what the needs will be of the people. Remember, all businesses really, by definition, are solutions to people's problems. Um, you know, uh, if you are suddenly, you know, if suddenly tomatoes go out of fashion, farmers don't then suddenly uh, do nothing. They find to repurpose the land for some other thing that they can manufacture. So I think that is an important lesson and that actually it is within us. And I think the important question that I have left in the world is also one of those things that should be talking about, you know, in terms of adding value for to our minerals, that we are actually able to beneficiate in a better way than we thought we could. Um, because they are, uh, you know, we are that agile, we are that uh, enterprising. But I think we've been very comfortable in our spaces, in our corners. But we're finding the world has changed everywhere. So, yes, it is important to do what you do best, but it's also important to be also to be responsive um, to a changing environment because otherwise you are, you're going to go stay. And these are lessons we've yeah. no necessity to know that we could. So another repo cut, uh, another repo rate cut yesterday. Uh, we know, of course, of the 500 billion rand rescue package the president has announced. Uh, but we're now finding many businesses are not able to access that funding due to compliance issues, SARS, UIF, any number of issues. Uh, that doesn't seem to be uh, something we anticipated. No, and I think this is the first thing about it in the sense that we think that, um, you know, we have a set of rules, and I think this is what this package, uh, uh, the of this package, is that in one sense, um, we're trying to help businesses, but, you know, it's been directed at vi- what they call viable businesses, so businesses that were doing well, well before this time, and we know many businesses had been struggling for some time. But I think what is even worse is that, you know, the protections we've given 
are not for those enterprising businesses. And I think I, 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 I must admit, Bogani, one of the problems, uh, one of, I was one of those people who said, you know, leave the informal economy alone. Why must we put it? put red tape around it, right? Most people register, have all of these things. Because we started yeah. to be easier, make it easier for people to do business. But now we realize actually that they are without protection because we cannot access them. Any of them, you know, whether you own a father shop or you are a mama who sells uh, and around the corner, that's because you're not registered, you're not banked. We are unable to work because our systems are built so that they actually will help those people who are in the mainstream. And that has been a big mistake. And so those people we told, we, we said we rely on, they are entrepreneurs, they are self-starters, you know, they are self-reliant, all these good words that we use. And now the people who are actually the outside economy, as it were, and I think that's a great thing, that's something that we have to change, that the protections we give, massive protections uh, will go forward for every single person who is at work, who is uh, enterprising, who is putting effort, so that they actually are protected. We don't say, well, they are job providers, they, are, they feed families, they are educators, but at the same time, they have no protection from society, yeah. even though we are very proud of what they do. They left out in the cold at the moment. Listen, if we want to talk about this being a war, uh, fast forward to when all of this is over, how do we rebuild this economy in using and sticking with that kind of imaging? I think post-World War II, uh, there were all kinds of plans, right, to uh, stimulate economies. Um, what do we do post-COVID? Look, I think we have had some interesting efforts um, that have meant that people are starting to work together. You know, there's been a, a huge sense of government involvement, government rethinking how they do things. And I think that repurposing of even government money, the rethinking of businesses, the rethinking. But also, the, I think what we can do is to mainstream the kind of cooperation that we've seen. So people coming together, for example, to distribute responsibilities around um, whether you are doing protective gear, whether we are, you know, distributing food, all of those things. That cooperation has been quite important. Uh, the work between government and the private sector, some of the discussions that Labour is bringing in, I think all of those things mean that, you know, all postal economies tend to have some sort of consensus, as it were. So a postal consensus is going to be helpful, but even if we don't use the word consensus, because I think that tends to have its own problems, but some cooperation, some... Uh, making sure that we can all work together towards uh, these common solutions that we can find. I think we will find, for example, that really South Africans are now very positive about the idea of buying local. So how do we make sure that local is something that is much better? How do we make sure that the private sector, I mean, uh, you know, I've been involved in the water sector where people, the private sector and government come together to make sure that they provide water tanks, they provide sanitizers. These projects have been extremely successful. And can we do more of that going forward so that people are protected yeah. with a growing economy and an inclusive economy? Your glass is half full, Tandipai. That's where we'll leave it. I'd love to chat to you a little bit longer. Uh, but uh, just thinking about the economy mm-hmm. as, of course, more calls grow to reopen the economy. Post-COVID-19, we're still going to be in business.